On today's show, Ryan Reynolds is up to his old tricks, we know how much Disney Plus is going to cost, and we attempt to fix DC's universe in crisis. All that and much more on episode 21 of the Hella Nerdy Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Hella Nerdy Podcast. A- as predicted, we are actually back for another episode. And it's of legal drinking age here in the USA. <laughs> Excellent. Outstanding. Uh, so yeah, we are back. Um, as always, I'm Adam. That is Andy. Hello. And uh, yeah, so after after our last go around and we were just going crazy about Comic-Con, the, uh, the news cycle slowed down considerably, I'd say. Yeah, I mean it's 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 hard when they push everything out. Yeah. At once like that. Yeah. And then it's just kind of dry for a while. Yeah. But we have plenty of things to talk about because the nerdiverse does spin round and round, no matter what. It waits for no. It, man. it waits for no man. That is absolutely true. Um, so as we do at the top of every show, let's talk a little bit about the beer of the week. Yes, please. Uh, this week we are going back to a, a brewery we featured before in the show, uh, Junkyard Brewing from Moorhead, Minnesota. Um, and this time around, we are having the Coco Mondo, which is a coconut cream ale. Hell yeah. Um, it's a cream ale with lactose, and it's conditioned on vanilla beans and toasted coconut. And holy God. Oh, my God. It is good. I am crazy for this beer right now. I mean, we just, we've each only had one sip, right? Now two sips. No, one sip. <laughs> one sip. One and a half sips. You could smell this right now. <laughs> one and a half sips. It's like a coconut cream pie. It really is. It's so, so good. And usually I would want my coconut, as we have had before on the show, in a stout or in a porter, something, yeah. something dark mm-hmm. like that. But in this cream ale oh my God. with the lactose, so good. it really, really mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They absolutely knocked this one out of the park. It's so good. Yeah. This is, uh, <laughs> it's refreshing. It's like got a cool label. Yeah. Uh, it's hard. Yeah. It's this is like dessert. Totally. It's really good. Yeah. It's really, really, really drinkable for something that you kind of wouldn't think would be that drinkable. Really, really excellent. Yeah. I mean, being a cream ale, that makes it a little bit lighter on the lighter side. And it definitely looks that way. It's kind of hazy almost, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the, the lactose and the vanilla being in there. Yeah. Yeah, you get that punch of coconut right away. Yeah. I think around these parts, the, the current king of cream ales is the Castle Danger. Mm. But this one is right up there um, as far as cream ales are concerned. So oh, yeah. I'm let's, super happy with that. Don't forget Spotted Cow. Let's, try, let's see if we can reach across this table let's without breaking it. anything. Oh, Cheers, sir. Cheers. All right. Well, let's get into this then. Uh, so... We, as always, are going to start off with our poll list, just a selection of topics that we want to talk a little bit in depth about here. Um, and first up is our old friend, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, I can't tell if he's tr- trying to if he's trying to mess with us, if he's being truthful about what he's saying or putting out there into the world. Um, you never know with that guy because he's he's hilarious and fantastic. It could be a little bit of everything. But uh, the, uh, I think it was maybe two weeks ago now. Uh, he put out a a, 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 blah, 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 a post on his Instagram account uh, showing sort of a like a detective board, you know, with you, you <laughs> as you imagine with like theory. conspiracy theory with strings going from pictures and all this kind of, and it's got so much stuff on it. It's got 
Taika Waititi's on there. Mm-hmm. His wife is on there. <laughs> Tim Miller, director of the first yeah, Deadpool movie. Tim Miller's on there. So many things are on there. But uh, but hidden within, not hidden within this thing, but uh, in it, on this particular post, he even references uh, Phase 5. That's right. Which uh, had people going pretty nuts that, uh, you know, he was trying to tease Deadpool's inclusion in Phase 5. And as we know from, from Comic-Con... Marvel is well on, well underway with phase, phase five things. You know, they, Kevin Feige straight up come, came out and said that they're in production on, you know, Captain Marvel and Black Panther and Fantastic Four, you mm-hmm. name it. And we know Blade is, yep. is on the way and stuff like that. So yep. people are going pretty crazy. You think it's going to happen in phase five that we're going to see Deadpool? I hope so. I mean, if they, if they manage to get it in that soon, I'd be thrilled. Um, you know, we, are, we covered phase four last time, and so there wasn't really any preview of x-men content coming but i mean what a way to blow that door open right like yeah just have deadpool show up and be like ah we're mutants and we're here to stay yeah you know? it's it's crazy to think after all those movies and shows we talked about last time for phase four that in hindsight years from now you might look back on phase four as like the boring phase mm, because yeah. <laughs> because it you know it's the filler it's the yeah it's like the I don't even know how to, I mean, through no fault, yeah, (laughs) through no fault of its own, because I'm sure the movies and shows are going to be great, but it's the one after Endgame and the one, that's the one that came after Endgame, right? Yeah. And and the one preceding all of the X-Men, Fantastic Four, all that kind of stuff, all the Fox property stuff. Um, It's just, I, I think personally, I think this is, I think this is Ryan Reynolds knowing something and. Oh, I'm sure. And uh, and not leaking saying, it explicitly. Yeah. He's saying things without saying yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's, now, which is I think pretty brilliant. Yeah. Um. He's yeah. He's just known for doing this kind of stuff, and so I, well, I his 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 conspiracy theory board is all about like who leaked, you know, Deadpool, and and that's why it's got like you know the the newspaper clip and the original um like video uh, shot of yeah. the of the. the the CG trailer that they initially leaked mm-hmm. before the project even started. Yeah. And so, you know, him being like, who did it? You know, like it doesn't really matter who did it. At no, this at point. this point, it's it already has been out there, no. but it's still kind of a funny little nod to that. And then having this kind of next phase of what's going to happen with Deadpool being another like leaked, <laughs> you know, I love that. <clears throat> I love that. He still hasn't said, definitively oh, no. who leaked yeah. it i mean will. or that he never will he never yeah will. <laughs> it's great no. um it's brilliant. so so in the wake of this there seems to have been this sort of uh, mini explosion of deadpool news um the first thing that came up was uh the director of deadpool 2 david leach uh came out and said that he didn't actually think deadpool 3 needed to be rated r mm-hmm. uh in order to work um thoughts on that I, i'm i'm of the i'm of the mindset that a solo Deadpool movie yeah. probably does need to be rated R. Yeah. But anytime he interacts with other characters in other movies, other team up movies, or is a is a side character in a in, in another film, right? I don't know that those movies have to be rated R. I think, I think you can include him without making it rated R. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I think they were maybe testing that out a little bit when they re released Deadpool two in PG thirteen yeah. format. But the other thing is that his quote is, I mean, when he's talking, when he's asked that question, he's talking about how. Deadpool doesn't have to be rated R, but also how Disney doesn't have to only limit itself to PG-13. That's true. Um, and so it's kind of like a, it doesn't have to be anything. It's going to be whatever it's going to be. Right. Um, but I, 
I feel like with how big a deal it was for the fans with the initial movie, you know, when when it was first coming out, people were like unsure if it was going to be R-rated or not. And then when they found out for definitively it's going to be R-rated, everybody freaked out. Yeah. Because they were like, this is going to be the movie we've wanted forever. This is exactly what Deadpool needs because his character is adult content AF. Yeah. Like all <laughs> yes, the time. All the time. Um, and so I think it, it's safe to say that he can show up in PG-13 movies. Yeah. Um, I hope he does. Um, but I think, yeah, as far as solo films go, he he needs that hard R in order to really do what he does best. Yeah, I would tend to agree. I would tend to agree with that. Um, I think it would be really funny if he was in, say, an X-Men movie or something like that. Sure. And every time he tried to be R-rated, <laughs> they edited it kind of. <laughs> like he went to swear and it just yeah. nothing came I'm out. Tired. Of these monkey fighting snakes <laughs> yes. on this Monday to Friday plane. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like just something like that had happened, and he just kind of be looking around, confused, like, "What is go? What is going on it, here?" I'm call it now. If there's ever a scene between Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, and Sam Jackson, oh my and god, Fury, he's yeah. gonna call out that that edit at some point because it's like one of the best. Just oh, I hope so. Online videos. I hope ever. so so much. I really that would be fantastic. That would be great. Um. And then, again, in the wake of that particular quote, now, I don't know how coincidental this is, Mm. um, but it did seem like these things came out sort of one after another. Like, Ryan Reynolds did his little funny post, and David Leach had an interview in which he mentioned Deadpool. And then there was a report that uh, Disney, behind the scenes, is very much weighing the possibility of an R-rated solo Deadpool movie and him being in other movies as a quote-unquote PG-13 character. Um my take on this is that, and I think it's everybody's take, really. I'm just not an original take. Is that Disney likes money? Yeah. Deadpool makes money. Yes, he does. And thus, Deadpool will find his way into the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody wants to see it too. I think Kevin Feige included. Oh yeah, I think Kevin Feige more than anybody else, really. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Rob Liefeld probably because <laughs> yeah. the ancillaries. You know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, what doesn't Rob Liefeld want? Yeah, I point? mean, you know, the checks that he gets yeah, please, every time somebody keep uses him relevant. <laughs> yeah. Please keep him relevant. Please keep so, me relevant. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't see, I can't see Disney not including him. And more and more, I get the feeling that he might be the first mutant character up. Like he might just be the, he might be the way in. Um, we've talked before on this show about how we th- how we would bring the X characters or mutants in general into the MCU, and mm-hmm. I think you know just based on his popularity and his money making appeal. I mean, I mean, everybody knows him now. That's kind of yeah. That yes, like, exactly. Even kids know who Deadpool is, and I mean, even if they haven't seen the movie, they right. know Who Deadpool is because everybody's been talking about right. it, and he's just kind of become that big comic book character icon in popular culture. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously he's. He's still kind of <laughs> in a different league than like you know Spider Man or Captain America or Iron Man, but yeah, he's not what you'd call a classic character. Right, but right, right, it's it's something that kids can't necessarily relate to as easily, right? Right, uh, because of his nature, because of his like you know leaning towards the heavy, the hard, hard, the adult content side of things. Um, but you know, every one of us who's grown up with comic books or who has read. You know, Deadpool comic books since the 80s, uh, 90s. 90s, yeah. Yeah, 90s. Yeah, early 90s. Early 90s. X-Force 90s, yeah. Um, you know, kind of knows what <laughs> what he's like, what he's capable of, um, what he what 
not to expect. Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Definitely, because um, he's just gonna he's gonna break that fourth wall. He is. He and is. He's gonna make fun of. He's gonna make fun of situations that no, would normally have heavy dramatic weight. Um, but then also, I think one of the things that they've done really well with with Deadpool in the last, I'd say, five years or so in the comic books, is that while we all those things are true. We know that he, he plays it for comedy, he plays it over the top, and he plays hyper-violent and all that kind of stuff. They've done a really interesting job of weaving in these um, these more serious elements in his stories. Yeah. Him having a daughter mm-hmm. and things like that that really have added – and they did this in the, the Deadpool movies too, yeah. actually. They yeah. added just amount of, enough amount of weight to it mm-hmm. to where you can handle the jokiness. Yeah. Um, and accept that it's not just buffoonery the whole way. Right. It's very much like the Guardian stuff. Oh, yeah. Totally. It's like there's a, there's there are real stakes here. Yeah. But these characters are going to have to be funny. You feel for them. Right. And you're entertained by them. But yeah. you're also rooting for them. Yeah. The I, I've always liked the take on Deadpool where he's he's really a tragic figure mm-hmm. um, who, who uses the wit and uses the violence to kind of uh, mask it shadow it you know that kind yeah. of thing um so speaking of of rob liefeld uh the creator of deadpool um as a, as a matter of fact he uh he had some some uh fun ideas about including or a fun idea about including uh Dwayne the rock johnson in a deadpool movie mm-hmm. um i think after maybe going to the premiere of hobbs and shaw he oh, he, yeah. he tweeted this out um interestingly uh, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen hobbs and shaw Ryan Reynolds is in Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, <laughs> he makes a cameo that. in Hobbs ah, and Shaw. Yeah, so, nice. so that's okay. so that's pretty fun. But uh, so Rob, Rob Liefeld uh, tweeted out that he thought uh, Dwayne Johnson should play Garrison Kane. Yeah, in a Deadpool movie. Now I wasn't super familiar with Garrison Kane. Same. Um, apparently, he made his first appearance in X Force number two. That was in back in ninety one. Um, and is a uh, member of the group Six Pack, so it's a mercenary team uh, started by Cable. Right. Um, in so the Cable comic books. is is uh, Josh uh, Josh Brolin's Roland. character in Deadpool Two. Right. So I mean, if you ever if you've seen, you can go look up uh, pictures of Garrison Kane online. But the the character in true '90s fashion is just this hulking yeah. beast of a of a dude with cyber cybernetic limbs and stuff. Like, I was looking up his bio, and it was like he's six foot two. But he's 480 pounds. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, okay, yeah. So he's got some muscle and some, like, metal. All Like, he's got a whole bunch of cybernetic enhancements. Yeah. Kind, yep. of, kind of like Cable. A little, a little bit, bit like but... Cable. Yeah, exactly. So who knows? Um, we've said on this show a bunch of times that, you know, we want The Rock in the MCU. Be great. I mean, we think he, I think he's going to be at some point. He's too bankable a star at this point. They could just um, cast him as the thing, but still call him the rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. I don't think I'd want him as, as thing. No, but, um, <laughs> but it'd be hilarious. But it would be hilarious. It'd be, it'd be a really funny joke. So yeah. So, uh, Deadpool in the MCU, uh, obviously is going to happen. I just, um, maybe more. No, not, I shouldn't say more as much as anything else that they have to do with the Fox characters. I am as interested in the fiery hoops that they have to jump through Mm -hmm. to make this work from a story standpoint. Because the one thing you can't do with Deadpool now that he's two movies in is reboot his story over again. You're going to want to have Ryan Reynolds in there. You're probably going to want to have Josh Brolin as Cable in there. So you have to find a way 
and I'm sure it's a multiverse thing at some point, but you have to find a way to weave, you know, pre-existing non-MCU stories into the MCU, and that's going to be a hell of a trick. Yeah, I think it'll be fun to see how they manage to pull that off. Um, I have total faith that they'll be able to do it in a cool way that, you know, nobody's really expecting. Yeah, uh, again, this is a normal refrain for me. It's Disney has to prove that they're going to screw it up right. before I will believe that they'll screw yeah. it up. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, and and another thing that Disney is not screwing up is the pricing of the Disney Plus service. Um, it was heavily rumored for a long time uh, what the price might be and what the ben- bundles might look like and stuff like that. <clears throat> so they came out, and um, if I'm not mistaken here, let me check check the link so I get these prices exactly right. Uh, Bob Iger was on yet another of their uh, the Disney uh, earnings calls with the board of directors and, and shareholders and stuff like that. So... Um, you will be able to get Disney Plus on its own by itself, by itself. for six ninety nine a month, cool. which is a pretty amazing deal if you think about it, especially if you're like us and you're into either Marvel or Star Wars or both, yep. and then you happen to maybe have a child who's into Disney things. Um, I have zero children, and I'm all about Disney things. Again, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> give me, yeah, give me, give me those... Uh, original animated features and uh, you know so i don't have to keep dusting off my bubble pack vhs copies right right <laughs> wait you, you have know a, what i'm talking about you have a vcr <laughs> <What's that? laughs> no. so was your family one of those families that had beta you know i don't remember if we ever had beta we i remember having a book shelf that was just full of vhs tapes yeah so did we Um, and i went through it all the time you know we were that we were the family that had one of each okay we did both you did a a beta and a vhs yeah each movie yep wow not no we didn't have we didn't have copies of each movie on both formats but but we like hedged our bets as a family and had both a vcr and a beta player just in case right right i mean i'm sure that's that's probably similar similar to a lot of people were doing like you know blu-ray versus what was it like hd uh i can't even remember what the yeah what was that before hd dvd or something like that we went went from dvd to Mm blu-ray and then whatever else there was was a different format in there was another high def format in there yeah there's a really it's a really great line in tropic thunder where he's talking about it he's actually breaking it down it's just like this little filler scene but it's hilarious he's like going on about how whatever like next like the media like storage format or whatever is all based it's all predicated based on what porn ends up being yeah, on. Yeah, it's 100% like whatever, true. Whatever direction porn goes in. But it's that's, actually true. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> but it's, it's so funny. Yeah. It's just like, it's like, yeah. It's, yeah, in the context. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, we also hung on to Laserdisc for far too long. Oh, I mean, there's still people out there that yeah. have it, you know. Laserdisc is a little bit like records. They're like, a, they're like record or LP-sized CDs. Yeah, yeah. And yet sometimes you had to flip them. Yeah. For the movie, like in the middle of the movie, there'd be an intermission in the middle of the thing to flip the disco. Anyways, that's ridiculous, so ta- weird. ridiculous tangent we're on now. What but a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Now we're going to get all those movies streamed in high def, straight in 4K. Straight into our corneas. Yep. Just, yep. <laughs> just, I mean, that's fine with me. Blast it. Blast me right into uh, the, <laughs> the Mandalorian. I'm happy yeah. with that. Nice. Nice. So along with that six ninety nine a month uh, for just Disney+, Plus, you could also opt for the bundle. And this is... This is really where this is really where Disney is going to the Amazon model of things, mm. which is just giving you so much for so little that 
you're almost forced to get it and maybe possibly get rid of other things. Um, it's very cutthroat, but the the bundle is going to be Hulu, the ad supported Hulu. So you will get ads on Hulu. I'm sure there'll be a tier where you can opt for the non ad Hulu. I hope so. Um, so Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus for twelve ninety nine a month. Yeah. So for an extra six bucks, yeah, you're adding, uh, you're adding Hulu and ESPN Plus, which is a ton of content. Yeah, a two ton additional of streaming services with both with huge catalogs mm-hmm. um, that are just going to keep growing, right? Yep. I mean, obviously, you've got all the sports with ESPN. And then I think that's the, the only thing, yeah, is the advertising with Hulu. I hope that they have a non-advertising bundle or a, or a version of it. Because yeah. I feel like that's one of the biggest pluses, or at least in my opinion, one of the biggest um uh, what makes streaming so much more attractive than uh, than just watching TV, right? Is right. There are no commercials. Right. And and for the longest time, Hulu was always that streaming service that was about showing the television shows right. the next day. So I think a lot of people conceded the ads when it was like one ad just before yeah, the show started. Rather than like five ads every five minutes. Yeah. So I think people were willing to go, okay, cool, I can watch... Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, and yeah. I only have to see one ad once, and that's it. That, yep, I'll take cool, it. do it. But I, I'm I'm with you. I spend or I I have the um the non ad Hulu currently. Yep. Same. Um, it'll so it'll be interesting to see how that works. Um, when it all comes out, whether or not because I have that and ESPN Plus already. Yeah. If I'm going to be able to just roll it into one package for the lower price, that would be nice. They, they haven't said anything about like a kind of grandfathered. Yeah, system. they haven't they haven't talked about the mechanics of it yet. Yeah. But yeah. um, it'll be interesting. Even if I mean at that price, even if I have to just unsubscribe from things and yeah. resubscribe for a bundle, that's yeah. okay. It's no skin off my back. Likely back, but... I'll end up going strict just with the Disney Plus okay. by itself yeah. for the six ninety nine. I think that's a pretty good deal. It is a really good deal. Yeah, I mean for me, just because I'm a sports fan, that's where the ESPN yeah, thing the ESPN. The, that ESPN thing really takes it over the top for, mm-hmm. for me. So um so so yeah, we'll see. The other big uh bit of Fox News or Fox News, uh Disney news that came out of the quarterly earnings call that Bob Iger was on is that um a lot of the Fox movies in the last quarter or so lost a lot of money. It's like 170 million. It lost, yeah, a lot, a lot of money. Uh, Dark quarter, quarter three was like a that was their deficit or something. Yeah, yeah, like Dark Phoenix was chief among those films that just tanked, uh, tanked, yeah. tanked. Like you can't believe. Um, and in and in the wake of that, uh, Disney has decided to scrap a lot of the Fox projects that were in. In production, yeah. Did did you find a list of that anywhere? I was looking at the uh, the movies that they were going to continue with. Mm-hmm. So they've got what, what were the? There's like a few they they named as for sure they're going to continue. Yeah, they name. called out Avatar, which is obvious, and the Planet of the Apes films, which I mean, I still haven't seen any of those, but I've heard they're good. I've heard they're really good. Um, but it's kind of a thing that's been done a lot. Like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. I, I'm guessing it's their a big part of it. I'm sure is based on just like how much money they're making. Right. I haven't looked at the box office numbers for the Planet of the Apes movies, but they keep making them. Right. So I assume that they're doing well. Yeah, I mean, some of the other things. Yeah, I, I, those movies did do well, um, c- considering the budgets and considering they have to revive Charlton Heston at some point, right? You damn dirty apes! Um, you maniacs! <laughs> well, shit, they did it with uh uh oh no, 
with Cushing. Tarkin, with Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing. So it could happen. It could happen. Just I suppose. Oh god. The next, the next one's gonna have a little baby Charlton. No, in it, Jesus. And he's gonna be. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's baby Charlie. <laughs> but he still sounds like Charlton. Yeah. I smoke camels. Yeah. <laughs> so, so among the things that I think are probably in danger, uh, as far as Fox is concerned, are things like aliens, uh, Maze Runner, mm. um, properties like that. I would imagine. God, they gotta keep doing aliens. Excuse me. Right? I, yeah, I would imagine they'd still do aliens at some point, yeah. but the, the, we need so many more alien <clears throat> and predator movies. Oh, do we? <laughs> Excuse me. We don't have enough. We don't. <laughs> There's only like ten of each. Come oh, on. God. I will say the last uh, the last aliens movie, uh, Covenant, that I mm-hmm. saw that was pretty good. That was a pretty good movie, but that's pretty good compared to like the last three or four. Of the movies that they've made, you know, not counting the Alien versus Predator ones, um, like you know, everybody who's I think everyone who's like a really big Aliens fan mm-hmm. is a fan of the original three or at least the first two, and then after that it's kind of like whatever. But this last one was decent enough that I would throw it in that kind of upper upper echelon, the top right. five or whatever. Right. So I, I was just looking this up while you were talking, but. Um... I guess on the call, Bob Iger said that the superhero properties obviously go into Kevin Feige and Marvel right. Studios, which makes sense. And remakes of Home Alone, Night at the Museum, The Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and Cheaper by the Dozen were heading to Disney+. Plus. So, I, As TV shows? I guess as straight-to-streaming service movies. Oh, which is interesting. Which kind of, it actually kind of makes sense because the budgets will be so low, and the they'll be like lifetime movies, kind of. And the <laughs> and the cost to distribute is not there since it's on your own streaming streaming service. So you don't have to market it the same way. You don't have to pay theater owners. You know what I, I mean? Think they should just do all of those movies, but have them starring Deadpool. Oh my god! <laughs> Home Alone with Wade Wilson. <laughs> Oh my god! But it's like him in the in the X mansion, the Charles Xavier mansion, and it's just him by himself. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> but they still managed to get like Joe Pesci to come back. Well, <laughs> no. What you'd have to do is you'd have to find two of like the crappiest Marvel villains. Oh, yeah. To like Stiltman. I always go to Stiltman. <laughs> Stiltman. Default. Stiltman and like Toad yeah. or something. Oh yeah, Toad's a good one. You know, although well, there have been versions I mean, of Toad that have been yeah. alright, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, we all know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning. Uh, the same thing that happens to everything else. Thanks, Hallie. Yes, we appreciate you. Uh, so, anyways, <laughs> the, uh, one of the lone low spots of that particular movie, actually, I, the first X Men movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, most that everything line, else was great. Just that one line. Yeah, just that one line. At it's, least she had an accent. It's, it's true. Similar to uh, Scarlet Witch, right? It's yes. Just, they just it tapered off. Uh, just, yeah. Holly Berry was like, no, nah, not anymore. I'm not, I'm not having it. Sorry, guys. So, you know, I think it will be interesting to see what Fox focuses on outside of Avatar and Planet of the Apes, I guess, this is the things that they talked about. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, it makes sense. It, I think everyone knew that a lot of these things were going to get cut and that um, not everything was going to survive from I am the Fox slate. I'm not very heartbroken about Me it. Me either. I, I am shocked. 
And I was shocked, shocked, shocked that they had they said nothing about the new mutants movie going down the toilet. Oh yeah. I mean, they, you'd think that would be something they would just be like. And by the way, yeah, there is no chance that that thing is coming out, even on streaming. I think at this no, point, no, nope. I think that movie. We're is, gonna have to wait to pirate it or like watch a really crappy edit on YouTube or yeah, something. Yeah, I think I think that movie is gone, gone, gone. I don't. I can't imagine it coming out. Um, I'm gonna skip a couple topics here on our on our rundown because it, it makes sense to go to this next. But there's a, there were some other streaming service things uh, going on, some big news. Um, <clears throat> the first is that uh, NBC Universal is going to debut its own streaming service in April. Okay. I have no idea why. Um, I mean, you've got The Office, you've got uh, Parks and Rec, so you got which are probably two of the largest streamed shows. The Office is certainly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you've got. Um, SNL Saturday Night Live. Okay, that's a good call. I didn't think of and that one. And then, um, yeah, I mean, like Thirty Rocks on there. There's, yeah. there's a bunch. They of won't NBC. get Friends. Friends is going to no. the HBO Max thing. Right. Yeah. Um, because it's technically a Warner Media right. production. Lost that one. Um, and I suppose there are Universal movies. Uh, isn't Mission Impossible universe Universal film? Uh, Fast and Furious. I can't Fear. remember if it's that or if it's Paramount. Oh, fa- yeah, it might be Paramount. But anyways, they might have some things. But it, it, this marketplace in the streaming service is so crowded. Yeah. I, I don't see why they wouldn't just like do a deal with Netflix or another deal with like, you know, Disney. Yeah. Like, like Sony has. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wh- I, yeah. I don't know why they're deciding to be standalone on this one. Who knows? Maybe it's just because they're banking on the office being the, the only show anybody ever streams ever. I, I guess. I mean, <laughs> they must know something anyways. I, I don't, I don't see how that one really makes it. Uh, at all i bet you i'm gonna give i'm gonna give that one i'm gonna give that one 24 months i'm gonna give it two years and then it's gonna crash and die yep it could happen and then the other big news the other big streaming news was that uh benioff and weiss of game of thrones fame uh pulled a bit of a uh jj abrams and signed a i think it was 200 million dollar production deal with netflix so they are going to uh they're going to produce and write and uh, come up with uh, original content <clears throat> for Netflix over the next, I forget however many years it is. But it's a pretty big get for Netflix. Yeah, that's huge. Um, I have no idea what the content is going to be. Tough to say. They have all those Millerverse things, but I yeah. don't know if they'll be involved into that in any of that kind of stuff. There's also been rumors of like a uh, Lord of the Rings, like Silmarillion series being done at some point. That's going to be on Amazon Prime, isn't that it? That would be... Oh, is that Amazon? I think okay. that's on Amazon right. Prime. So yeah, they won't be involved in that. Then. No, no. But, but I, they're also aren't they? They're doing Star Wars stuff too. They are doing Star Wars stuff. They're but doing this is probably going to be after. I guess. Some of it. Maybe yeah, probably after the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Plus, you know, it'll it'll be mostly executive producer role stuff. Right. It won't be directing or anything yeah, like that. Okay. So yeah, um, a little bit more hands off. A little bit more hands off. I think it'll probably be the the first step. Will probably be them trying to find. Um, content like books and things like that to mm-hmm. to adapt, adapt into mm-hmm. shows and, and movies, but um but for Netflix you know this is what they have to do Netflix has to find the biggest name people they can find to create content for them mm-hmm. because the 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 IPs that the other streaming services have at their disposal yeah. are so huge and so beloved that if they can't come up with more than just Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. They're going to be in trouble, yeah, because they have no other revenue streams too. We've talked about this before. Yep, Netflix has no other revenue streams, that's it. so it's it's content, content, content. What and about all the people who are still getting DVDs in the mail, man? 
Do people still do that? Oh, yeah. Really? I'm pretty sure that's still a thing. Unless they discontinued it and I just didn't hear about it. And that's entirely possible, too. Well, you still see the red boxes everywhere. Yeah. Physical media is I wanna, still a thing. I want to meet somebody who still does. Who still gets that. Yeah. I pay $2 a month to get my DVDs so I'm that sure. I can convert them to Laserdisc <laughs> and VHS oh, God. and Beta. I'm, sh- I'm sure they're out there. <laughs> I'm sure they're out there. All right. So uh, our next topic here uh, is something that is very near and dear to my heart. Um, and I know it's not something that you've... It's not really- your lungs, is it? Yes, the, oh, that too. That too. There, they are still in there, still in there, allowing me to breathe a lot of hot air, um, as you <laughs> might have noticed. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, on the CW, they are ramping up towards their uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, oh, this is a DC thing you're talking. Crossover about. is a DC. Yeah, this is a DC thing. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, don't worry. We're going to talk a lot oh, of. We're D- going to talk DC. We're going to talk a lot of DC on this show. So we're going to. I'm very excited. Yeah, it's something we haven't done, so we're going to get into it. But this is interesting, though. This is very interesting. So a lot of news around this crisis event that they're doing on the CW. And if you're not familiar, CW has uh, Arrow, which is finit, which is ending with its next season. Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, and also Black Lightning, um, oh, which is right, yeah. sort of adjacent to the Arrowverse is that, stuff that they've is that got on CW. It is on the CW, but it hasn't actually crossed over with any oh. of the other shows yet. Oh, it's been a to- totally separate thing. By itself. Okay. Yeah, it's been totally by itself. So. A bunch of news are, uh, has come out about this, um, and they're doing. I, I this is what I love about what they're what DC and the guys at DC are doing uh, on the CW is they are not afraid of going full comic book. Yeah, full comic book, and 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 in the in in light of that, they're doing all this. I guess some people call it stunt casting to a certain extent, and the biggest news that came out for you and I was that they have cast. Kevin Conroy, the the Kevin the, the Kevin Conroy, the voice of the Batman That's right. on Batman the animated series, um, video games, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Batman Beyond Justice League. Yeah, he is Batman. He really, for a lot of people, he <laughs> he's Batman. A lot for a lot of people, like Mark Hamill is the Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, they have cast him to play an old Bruce Wayne in this Infinite Crisis event. Fantastic idea. Yeah, it really is. It's gonna be really weird. It's gonna be super weird, but it's gonna be incredibly awesome. Um, All he has to do is talk. Like, I mean, yeah. he's gonna be on screen though. He is gonna be he's on gonna screen. Act. No, yeah, he's gonna be live and yeah. on screen. He's yeah. gonna be and a he, full he acting is, role. He does have screen experience yes. too. Like, yeah. he's not just a voice actor. No, he's an actor by trade. Mm-hmm. You know, more known for his voice acting these days. But you know, he he has acted in the past. Um, not really anything super notable, but he's done yeah. it. Yeah. But the. The, the big spin on this uh, that people are speculating wildly about now is that with Era going off the air, mm-hmm. they're bringing on Batwoman. So That's they're right. going to have Ruby Rose as Batwoman is going to come in and, and, and have her own show. That they're going to keep Kevin Conroy around oh. to develop a Batman Beyond TV show. What? Where a live action? Batman a live Beyond? action Batman Beyond TV uh. show. I feel about that. <laughs> I have so many conflicted feelings. Yeah, me too. I, I is I want to see Batman Beyond as much as anything. Yeah, live action would be sweet. Amazing. But knowing what we know about the limitations to the CW, mm-hmm. you would just hope that they could do it justice. Yeah. <laughs> Pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm with you. I'm torn. I'm torn only because it's the CW. And not any disrespect to the CW at all because they've right. put out some amazing things right. and they've done great work with what they have to work with. But 
when you're talking Batman Beyond, it's such a high concept thing. Yeah, it, it really is. You know that I don't know. I don't know. Part of me thinks it would be enough to have Kevin Conroy's Bruce Ra- Bruce Wayne show up in flashes on Batwoman, sure, or in other shows Just like fu- like blips or yeah, like future scenes. flashes. You know, uh, maybe setting up the the Terry McGinnis character as as Batman and stuff. But a full show, mm-hmm. I don't think they'd be able to pull it off. Well, didn't they? They just cast. Um, uh, I don't know if he's shown up in the actual show yet t- on Titans, right? They cast uh, um, the guy who played Jorah Mormont on uh, on Game of Thrones. He was Batman, Bruce Wayne. Yes, in Titans. Yes, but it was like a diff- He was kind of different. Like they were they were thinking he went like Rogue or something. Yeah, um, um, I haven't. I still haven't it's seen. It's not Titans. connected to any of the CW it's not. shows. It's also not connected to um, to Gotham. Nope. Which has a different nope. Bruce Wayne. Or so, Pennyworth. Yeah. Like there's, there's, I think that's one of the things that I struggle with the most with DC's content right now is that there's so much of it. Yeah. And it's all different. It's all over the none place. None of it's connected in any way. I feel like there's no point in following it. Yeah. Except for the CW stuff, right? Like right. That's the only part where it actually crosses over. And that's what I love about it because so, it really heavily crosses over. Yeah. I could see if they were doing some kind of universe building with the Batman Beyond idea there right and of course i would be thrilled if kevin conroy was old bruce like that that sounds great to me yeah perfect he, d- he did it in the show he could do it in live action i think yeah like all he does all he has to do is talk yeah sit in a chair could literally have him just like silhouetted or like in a different room and like on the phone or oh, something yeah. camera like back to the camera in front of the back computer yeah or exactly. something yeah. yeah like he's just on skype the whole time and <laughs> all, you hear is, all you hear is bruce in the cave yeah and that's it and yeah. it's just like yep i buy it yeah <laughs> Uh, you know, again, it's what I respect so much and what I like so much about what they've done on the CW is that it, it seems like the only two characters they have zero access to are Batman and Wonder Woman. Yeah. They've had a Superman already, and he's really good, the guy they have playing Superman um, in the Supergirl show. He's really good, and we'll get to a little bit of Superman stuff in a second here, but um, they are, they're just going, okay, look, we can't use those two characters. Mm. We're going to use everything else at our yep. disposal. Um Constantine goes off the air on NBC. We're bringing John Constantine in as a member of the legions of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Supergirl goes off the air on CBS. Screw it. We're just going to have Supergirl on the CW. I mean, they're just going for it. Yeah. Um, and you have to respect it. Yeah. Um, even if it's, you know, it comes with like, like I said, with limitations as far as effects are concerned sure. and, and all that kind of stuff. Budget. That So it'll be interesting to see. Um, speaking of Supergirl, uh, she is going to de- uh, guest star on that Batwoman show. Cool. So I like that they're they're leaning into since they can't do um, they can't do the Batman Superman thing world's finest the world's finest they're gonna do the female world's finest which I'm all about so and they've done that in the comic books a bunch of times yes too. oh definitely yeah Supergirl Batwoman well it's usually Bat, Supergirl Batgirl, Batgirl but yeah. Supergirl and Batwoman or Batwoman and Power Girl ah uh, yes I guess yeah they've done that That'd they've be, done that have they done Power Girl on the CW show no they've not okay. I think they're trying to figure out how to do the boob window. <laughs> <laughs> We've spent all our budget this season on the poop window. <laughs> I mean, if if you don't know what I'm talking about, just go Google Power yeah, Girl. Just Google Power Girl and and gasp at some of the worst costume <gasps> designs she's wearing. Yeah, how does she fight crime in that? They make so many jokes about it now, but it, it wasn't a joke when they did it. 
it's oh it's, no, it was every every ten year old boy's yeah. Fantasy. It's pretty it still is. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, or good if you if you yeah if you're about that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we'll see. I'm excited to see uh, Melissa Benoist and Ruby Rose together. They they'll be fantastic. Um, and then a little bit more stunt casting that they've done for this event. So um, you may or not may or not may or may not know that Brandon Routh, who played Superman in Superman is Superman Returns, Returns Superman yeah. Returns, uh, with the the who has Brian Singer? Is that a Brian Singer movie? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah isn't that why he left uh, X Three? Yes, yeah. yes, it was. Did that one? Yes, it was. Um, so uh, he played Superman in that movie, but in the on the CW on Legends of Tomorrow, he plays the Atom. So different character plays a totally different character, but apparently for this crisis event, they're going to dress him up as Superman. And there's even an ad where he pulled a shirt open and it revealed the kingdom come Superman. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The black. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's kind of a little bit, if you've, if you've read kingdom come, it's got a little bit of a different design to it. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's apparently going to play kingdom come universe Superman. And they're talking about pulling in Tom Welling who played Superman in Smallville to also play Superman. Cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. So like they're doing all this, they're doing all this crazy stuff. And then the heavy, heavy rumor, which I please let this be true. Please let this be true. Linda Carter. Oh, really? Yes. They're oh, talking about bringing like back old wonder woman, old wonder woman. That would be cool. Um, she could totally do it. Totally. Really and cool I grew up on that show. I love that wonder I mean, woman like show. Her, can you imagine like her and Kevin Conroy having a scene together? That'd be pretty sweet. Oh my God. It'd be amazing. Sweet, right? It'd be amazing. Yeah. I, I just again I can't say it enough times the the balls it takes mm-hmm. to go for something this big. It's I feel like it's definitely like fan service to the nth degree or whatever, yep. right? Like they're just kind of saying whatever you know the fans love it, so we're gonna keep doing it. Yeah, totally. Um, so I'm excited for it. I, I've admittedly fallen off a little bit on my keeping up with the most recent seasons of the CW shows, but this is going to make me catch up mm-hmm. in time for Cause I think the event starts in December. Okay. So I think there's like three episodes in December and then they take like a, like a holiday break. Okay. And then there's two more episodes of the crossover after the holidays. So is it all happening within like heroes of tomorrow or is it just like one series event? I believe what they're going to do is what they've done in other crossover events is you get one chapter if you will of the crossover event on each show so it'll be like arrow is chapter one flash is chapter two supergirl chapter three legends of tomorrow on and on that kind of thing my guess is it'll be like the fifth one will be bat will be batwoman cool you know that kind of thing kind of introduction yeah or not really an introduction but it'll just be it'll be technically an episode of batwoman but it'll be episode five of five of five of infinite crisis or whatever they're you know so that cool. yeah, it could be really really cool. So I'm 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 anxious to see that. Um, the the, uh, the last topic I wanted to get to on our poll list, and this just came out yesterday or the day before. I think it was the day before. Um, it was announced by uh, uh, Lord Miller. That's right. Who, uh, if you're not familiar with Lord Miller, uh, Lego Batman. Uh, they were producers on the Into the Spider Verse movie. Into the Spider Verse, um, Oscar winning. Yeah. So Lord Miller, they're they're great. And they are heading up uh, Sony's Spider-Verse, if you will. And they announced that there are multiple live-action Spider-Man shows in development. At, a handful. At Sony. Yeah. A handful. <clears throat> Which is crazy. I, 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 this is another thing I have very mixed feelings about. Yeah. Um, on the one hand, 
I'm super excited to see Spider Things. Yes. I'm always excited to see Spider, spider Things. things spider Things. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, whatever a Spider Thing does. Right. Entertains that. Adam. That's what it does. Yep. Exactly. So I'm really excited for that, especially if it means, oh, God, a live action Gwen Stacy thing, a live action Spider Gwen thing. Mm-hmm. Um, That'd be pretty cool. A live action Miles Morales thing oh, yeah. Yeah, would absolutely. be amazing. All these things would be great. But if they're not going to be connected to the MCU, which it doesn't mm-hmm. sound like these would be. Yeah. I don't know how much I really want to see them. I know. I know. It's not going to be Tom Holland, right? Right. It wouldn't it'd probably be connect more closely connected to like the Venom movie. Maybe. Yeah, but even that, they're talking about crossing that over. The Venom movie? Well, they're talking about, I mean, at some point, they're, remember we talked about this. They're yeah. talking about having it Tom Holland. It confirmed, though. No, but they're, they, they are definitely, I think, going to have Tom Holland in a Venom movie or, okay. or Tom Hardy in a Tom Spider-Man Holland movie. movie. So, hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure how to feel about this. Yeah, it's... Part of me wants to be super hyped about it because yeah. like you said it's more spiders th- it's more spider things it's more spider-man content and i love spider-man content especially good spider-man content yes but then there's a, been a lot of really bad spider-man content in it's the true. past too um like i think there's just always a period of time where people get spider-man fever and right now kind of like batman yeah we've yeah. got a big case of spider-man fever because we've got Tom Holland in the MCU which is going great mm-hmm. and it just needs to keep on going but then we've also got the Spider-Verse, which introduced this whole new feel for what Spider-Man could be. Yes. Including, you know, Miles Morales being a main character. And then it was also this, like, kind of groundbreaking animation, right? So there's a lot of different elements there. It's not just that it's spider stuff, right? Like, there's a lot of different variables there. So I hope what this means is that they're going to be doing more, like, groundbreaking or maybe different things that we haven't seen before. Rather than just like, um, we're going to make a show and we're going to put Spider in front of it. And yeah. then we'll, people will watch it because it's Spider-Man related. Because yeah. I could see Sony doing that and I'd be yeah. real fa- real quickly disappointed in them for it. Yeah, that'd be very disappointing. You're right. Um, I would be way more excited about this news if they had come out and said, we're going to heavily expand on the Into the Spider-Verse animated thing yeah. and do a whole bunch of animated shows. That would be great. That would be amazing. Spider-Ham? Give me Spider-Ham. Cause that, yeah, because that can live... Animated things can John live... John needs... He's got the time. Yo, totally. <laughs> yes. 100%. He wants to do it. Yeah, he has, yeah he's nothing but time. Um, I just washed my hands. That's why they're wet. <laughs> um, what a great movie. But, uh, yeah, that would be way more exciting to me because animated things can live outside of, you know, live action continuity. But this feels like it's going to get confusing to people Mm -hmm. you know um and then the question becomes it what if a couple of these things really take off do they get to go play in the mcu somehow i don't know yeah i don't know i mean i think it would be okay if they were you know if if we're talking strictly spider-verse right like we're talking only characters or connections to the into the spider-verse film the animated film right? sure if there's some kind of branch that goes along there um, I, I mean, I really, really want to see a like Spider-Man 2099 oh, more, done in, yes. in the, into the Spider. More of that, like yes. For those of you who watched through the credits and saw that that little little tidbit, the little like you know <laughs> after credit scene uh, with Spider-Man 2099, I got chills. Like I was yeah. like so freaking psyched. I yeah. was like, this is going to be amazing because it looked so cool, and they were doing such a good job with it. And obviously after watching that whole movie and just being like, 
this is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Of course, I want to see that. So yeah. if if that ends up happening as like an, a part of this or because of this, then I may be more uh, excited about it. Yeah. And it'll also be interesting to see where it lives, you know, because yeah. it's not like Sony has its own Sony streaming service streaming. At, this, at this point. Do, yeah. Do they have stuff on Netflix right now? I don't know. Hulu? I'm not sure where Sony stuff is at the moment. Yeah. It might be on Hulu. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, we'll see. We'll see. These these things are years away from happening, so right. we'll see what happens. Um, more spider stuff is almost never bad, but in this case, you never know. The whip. Yeah. So, uh, all right. We are going to move on now to our one shots. Uh, these are, as we talked about before, these are just quick hit topics we want to run through. Pew-pew. Some of the extra news that was happening in the last week or so. Um, right off the bat, more streaming news because everyone <laughs> likes streaming news, We're right? streaming it. Um, so it, so it's streaming news you could ever stream, <laughs> ever you could stream of. Welcome to the Hello Streaming Podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> the future so, is now. So the the recently announced HBO Max service uh, landed a pretty big fish as far as content is concerned, and they got the exclusive rights to Doctor Who, <gasps> which uh, will make people very happy. Many Whovians very happy. All the Whovians. Um, now this is not classic Who. Um, it's the more recent, not the like, was it 60s? Yeah, 60s, 60s 70s, 70s. Who? So more modern Who? Your okay. David Tennant's, your Matt Smith's. I remember your... when Netflix first put them on there. They had it was like, I don't remember which se- season it is. Like, there's only one season that has Christopher Eccleston as the Doctor. Yep. Um, but that's where they started off, and yep. then it was Tennant, and then Matt. So I think it does start with that Eccleston yeah. series okay. and then continues Probably on. the same thing, yep. the same formula. Yep. That's cool. So that's a big get for them for, mm-hmm. for content. Um, uh, and that show is still going. That show is still going. Yeah, yeah. So they've got their first female doctor. That's right. And I don't know her name, so I apologize. Um, feel free to yell at me if you want to. Her but name is The Doctor. That's right. She's The Doctor. What uh, kind which of is, are you? I know. Just kidding. I know. Um, uh, as far as uh, other streaming stuff is concerned, uh, it looks like ABC is making a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy show for Hulu, which could be cool. Cool. Um, Make sure to bring your towel. Yes, definitely bring your towel. Um, That's how are they going to make it into a show? I don't know. I don't know. I've never read the book. I've only ever seen the movie. Yeah, so me too. Same. I'm, I'd be curious to see if anybody out there who's read the book has a really good idea about how it could be made into a show. Please let us know. But I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious as well. Um, but that was fairly notable to me. Um, another very notable thing, and and I, I, I want to talk about this because it's it's really funny to me the way, and we talked about it in context with the Fantastic Four recently, but it's really funny to me how these fan casting rumors have taken on this crazy life of their own when it comes to certain actors. Oh, yeah. And one in particular... Um, has been uh, fan casted, if you will, as Wolverine, and that is Taron Egerton mm-hmm. of uh, Kingsman, Kingsman fame, and he was just in the Elton John film, That's right, yeah. Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Um, he's been in a lot of things. You know him if you if you've seen any of those things, you know him. But he's he's been cast as well. He hasn't been cast as Wolverine, but the fans really want him as Wolverine, mm-hmm. um, and he does look the part. I have to say. He does definitely look the part. Um, and he started off when these things came out. It was kind of like, oh, I wouldn't say bashful about it, but he's kind of like, well, that'd be pretty neat. You know, I don't know if that's really in their plans or whatever, that kind of thing. But then he came out afterwards and basically said, yeah, I would really like to be in the MCU. So, uh, you know, it, he's, a, he's a fan of the movies. He's a fan of the movies. Um, it, it's one of those things where 
they're 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 doing such huge business now. Yeah. And it used to be a thing. Um, it used to be a thing with superhero movies, and I think I think of the like the uh, the Keaton Batman movies especially, where um, the feeling was if you were going to be in a superhero movie, you were going to be tied down for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you weren't going to be able to go do other projects. You yeah. were, and if it bombed, it was going to torpedo your career to a certain extent. It was going to really be bad for you career wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people, especially after like Val Kilmer and George Clooney, and now again, they didn't, that didn't torpedo their careers necessarily, sure, sure. but it definitely, um, it definitely took a little shine off of those particular actors mm-hmm. to be in bad movies. Um, well, it's like really big, bad, really movies. big, bad movies. But these days, these Marvel movies are so universally loved that it's, I think it's just, it's flipped 180 degrees now. I think most actors in Hollywood now look at that and go, oh, this is a great way for me to step up you know of course i want to be in that go from a b plus list type player to an yeah. a plus type list yeah. player i want to be tom holland yeah totally yeah oh totally yeah so anyways it's a fun piece of fan casting you know like we've talked about with john krasinski and emily blunt on the yes. mr fantastic and it has uh to happen. yeah i know we'll it see has to we'll no, see i think like yeah uh edgerton would be would be fun to see in that role whether or not that actually happens we'll see i'm i'm not as attached to that idea as i am uh like krasinski and emily blunt sure but i think more so because we've already seen wolverine a lot a lot of wolverine a lot a lot and it's still kind of fresh yeah so having like somebody else in that role right now would be kind of it'd be it's just very different than having i mean it's not like we haven't seen fantastic four before but it's way different yeah it just doesn't feel the same way to me. But it goes back to it goes back to the Deadpool thing, right? Aside from Deadpool now, who's the most known character of the mutants? It's obviously Wolverine, yeah. right? So he's the most bankable character. And, you know, going with the 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 theme of Disney liking Beak. Yeah. No, it is not Beak. <laughs> oh man. Going with the theme of Disney liking money, you know, um it would be easy to see them trying to bring in a Wolverine as soon as they possibly and can. And he is directly connected to Deadpool. He is. Oh, definitely Grew direct. Up in X and Canada. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, of interesting piece of directorial news. Uh, speaking of, we go back to the Spider Verse thing. Speaking of uh, Venom, so Venom Two is going to be directed by uh, Andy Serkis, mm-hmm. uh, Gollum. Yep. From the Lord of the Rings movies. Also in all of the Planet of the Apes movies. Planet of the Apes. He was Ulysses Claw That's in right. Black Panther and Age of Ultron. That's right. Um, he's like mocap master. He is mocap master. He actually directed the uh, Jungle Book, the Mowgli. Mm, that's right. The mo- Netflix version. The Netflix version, right. That's the right. Mowgli. Not the, not the John Favreau right. directed Disney quote unquote live action. Right. I think it was just called Mowgli, wasn't it? The, yeah. The Netflix one was just called Mowgli, I believe. Right. Yeah. So, so he has some, he has some uh, directing under his belt. Um, so it'll be really, really cool to see. Um, again, like you said, he's, he's known for these effects movies. And so... I'm sure he knows how to how to work with that. I think it'll be interesting. I mean, I I, I guess Mowgli is the only one that I've actually seen. I kind of mm-hmm. forgot that he directed it. Yeah. But you know, part of part of it, I think that always kind of draws me in with Andy Serkis is like, I mean, he's he's a very good actor. Like, very. He's and he thinks about all these little details that most people wouldn't because you're trying to convey a lot of this stuff through computer graphics, right? Right. So you know. The, there's something to be said about like the darkness of Mowgli and like how not Disney it is, but uh, at the same time, it's like something I could see being put into 
yeah like an mcu movie or venom in this case yeah uh and being interesting yeah fun to watch maybe fun to watch uh another thing that is or has been fun to watch um are the indiana jones movies which ones three of them at least <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, i mean look three out of four ain't bad hey, it's not bad you know no. if it's if you were playing baseball three out of star wars odd. three out of four is, <laughs> <laughs> three out of four is great um and uh, it sounds like they are going to begin filming Indiana Jones 5 in April. IJ5. IJ5. Uh, it's coming. There is no news other than that. I'm sure Harrison Ford will be in it. Yep. Uh, I do not have high hopes. You know, I was looking at that article and they were showing some clips from, uh, or some shots from Crystal Skull. That's just too, some like promo that's stuff. That's too bad. And I, well, th- yes, that, that movie's garbage. It's hot flaming garbage. But I was like, he even looked younger in that than he does right now. Yes. Like you look at a picture of Chris, him and Crystal Skull and then a picture of him and even like Force Awakens. Yeah. And it's like, wow. Yeah. Like I wonder if they'll de I wonder if they'll de age him. <laughs> that would be interesting. I could see I mean Could you see Harrison Ford allow himself to be oh de aged? I, I don't like, think Harrison Ford I don't know. He seems like they they'd come at him with those dots that they have can to put you, on his face. Can you? Yeah, right. And he'd be can like, "Snap at them. Get out of my face!" No, exactly. He's too gravelly. Like his voice is too. He's too much of a curmudgeon now to be de aged <laughs> that way. You know, like it's it'd be kind of like um like in Ant Man when they de age uh, uh Michael Douglas. Yeah. You know, like it. Yeah, he looks younger, but if you listen to him, he still sounds like he's seventy. It's true. You know, and so it's like true. I think that's kind of where Harrison Ford would probably be like, you know. Yeah. They'd have to have him yelling the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So, again, I don't have high hopes. Come on, Joey. We'll see. Hopefully it's good. Um, hopefully they, Spielberg and team can come up with a, a fun script. and Whip. We'll see. <laughs> oh, 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 nice. Don't forget that. Nice. Uh, one thing I do have very high hopes for, and uh, you'll find out a little bit more about why later on, uh, Ava DuVarnay, who is making the New Gods movie for DC or for Warner Brothers you know, DC. On. Um, he she confirmed that Darkseid and the female Furies are going to be part of this movie. So now I know Darkseid; he's like the kind of big baddie for the DC universe. Yes, he right? he's the. It's a cliche. For lack it's, of a better it's, comparison, it's the Thanos of right. DC. It, but it, for yeah, who are the female Furies? So, uh, so they are a group of uh, his sort of I, I don't call them elite warriors. I okay. guess kind of thing. Um, like Big Barda was a female Fury at yeah. one point. She in the comic book she's flipped um, allegiances, okay. you know, because she got in a relationship with Mister Miracle and there's a whole thing. But uh, the the female Furies are really like um, are like Thanos's Black Order, okay, to a certain extent. Okay, it's just group of his uh, kind of right hand. Yeah, the the or or the the four horse women of the apocalypse oh, sure. kind of thing. Okay. You know yeah. that that sort of feel to it where. Like it. Um, I don't know each of the they characters. They are bad guys. They are They're bad villains. guys. Yes. Okay. I don't know that each of the characters that well, but as a group, I know like is 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 it mom or what? What's yeah, her name? Yeah, um, um, a mother goodness. Mother, I think. Yeah. The she, I remember her in. I remember her primarily from Justice League and yes. Superman the Animated yes, Series. Yes. Exactly. That's like the only reason I know much about Darkseid in the first place. Yep. So. Yep. So she's in that group. Okay. Um, 
I guess she would function as what pestilence or something like that. I don't know. I I don't know. I, it's hard to, you know. Who would we cast as the, yeah. the horse woman for yeah. this? Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's cool. This this is the kind of thing that I like to hear about a movie like New Gods hmm. that they're going to lean into the wackiness of it. Okay. Um, Ava DuVernay's the whole way has talked about keeping it very Jack Kirby yeah. and making sure. And, and she's got a very distinct visual style. Cool. Ava DuVernay does. So um, if you've, if you've seen a wrinkle in time, not that many people did. Um, it is visually impressive. It's visually like very eye catching, very like, Whoa, what was that? Yeah. Like, how did they manage that? So if anybody can pull off a, a, a day glow <laughs> new gods thing, you know, with Orion and all that kind of stuff and apocalypse, the the planet of apocalypse mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think she's got the chops to do it. So cool. we'll see. Should be pretty cool. Nice. Um, you know, uh, a show that is going off the air uh, soon is going to be uh, agents of shield on ABC. Oh, that's right. um, they have one more season left. Um, and apparently that's gone a bit sideways and crazy, but anyway, I won't get into that. The, the news this week is that ABC is in talks to produce a female led Marvel series on for ABC television. Now, again, I don't know how I feel about this. Right. Because if anything... It's not going to be connected to anything, right? I don't see how it could be. Right. I don't see how it could be unless... Down the road. Unless they were to announce that this would be under the purview of Kevin Feige, even though it lives on ABC. So lives on ABC, gets streamed on Disney+. Mm -hmm. Kevin Feige, executive, produces it. That's the only way I'll be excited about this. Right. But otherwise, it's... I mean, could it be something... I know we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but mm-hmm. like Cloak and Dagger, The Runaways, there's connection there, but yeah. not directly to the MCU. Yeah. So maybe that would be another potential in? I don't know. I, I want to believe that anything being made by I Disney. Want to believe. <laughs> any, I want to believe that anything being made by Disney, and ABC belongs to Disney. That's right. Um, will have, I should say, any Marvel things made, yeah. will have connection to the larger marvel universe now even if it's just a little bit like say one step up from what the netflix shows were and agents of shield was Mm -hmm. connected to the mcu because those were technically connected that's right in in various ways they referenced events and things like that so it had connection but you know say you do a thing like she hulk shows up in this in, what if it's a She-Hulk show? If it's a She-Hulk show, I will flip the f out. What? We talked about it, I think once. If they did like a procedural, like a like a uh, yeah. a lawyer Law show. Order. Oh, oh god. <laughs> oh, and brought back criminal ba- justice. System, oh, I could you imagine if they brought back hero characters? Can you imagine if they brought back Charlie Cox and just had Daredevil in there too? I'd be cool with that. That'd be super cool. Yeah. Anyways, so they're talking about doing a female show. They're talking about characters like She-Hulk. They're talking about um, like America America Chavez. Yeah. Um, That'd be good. Which would be really cool. But I would want it. I would want some sort of squirrel girl has been bantied mm. about. Um, I, I want some assurance that one or multiples of these characters could find their way into either a Disney plus streaming show or a movie at some point. Yeah. I wouldn't want a thing that is so far off the map. It's, this is a, it's kind of a tangent, but I have a, it, but I have, it's just something that has kind of occurred to me is that we're almost in that mindset of like the content that we're watching these different stories these different characters they have to be connected we are in in order to fit that larger universe um that kind of like i don't know that comic book larger universe right yeah like that's kind of how it's 
mostly been. So what it is for me is I like most people, I've only got a finite amount of time to consume entertainment. Mm. I have to be given a compelling reason to consume that entertainment. And if it's something that is, if it's something that is not a part of this, especially the Marvel stuff, but the DC stuff too. But if it's something that's not a part of that, I find myself, even if I end up watching it, questioning whether or not I want to watch it. Mm. If it's connected to the MCU stuff, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. You know, like right. there's just no ifs, ands, right. or buts about it. I'm right. going to watch it. That's something you've signed on. I've for. something I've signed on for. From kind of my, kind of similar with like Star Wars, then. Yes. Too, you know. Like yes. That's same thing. Part of that larger story. Yep. Exactly. And maybe that's a shortcoming of my own. Maybe that's just a it's a short sighted thing. But at the same time, it's like, how much time can I invest in something that really has no, doesn't have the kind of payoff I would like for it to have. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I've gravitated away from Agents of Shield. Yeah. Why I still haven't watched the last seasons of Luke Cage and Same. Iron Fist. Same. You know, because we did watch Punisher, but um but it just, you know, I, I there it wasn't compelling enough for me to watch it. Yeah. I get that. I think that's a and that's a fair as an honest statement too. I mean, like the the amount of time that one is investing even if like just straight binge watching a show. Mhm. Um, streaming a show, you know, there's there's something to be said about kind of wanting that, I guess, larger story or that kind of investment in a larger story. Um, the only thing that comes to mind is, is is Legion, and that's primarily because it is a X-Men show that isn't directly connected to X-Men or anything right. else. It's kind of like its own universe. Right. Um, that being said, I, I'm not saying that I wouldn't be thrilled that somehow it made its way into the MCU or something like that. Yeah. But um, knowing that's l- very unlikely to happen, I still think it's a great story. Yeah. Um, and that's, I don't know, I just think it's one of those things that's like, you know, we're we're almost like spoiled because of the MCU. Right? We're not almost spoiled. We're definitely yeah, spoiled. We're definitely spoiled. Yeah. Like the MCU kind of did for the Marvel movies what like Star Wars has been doing. Mm-hmm. Like, since star wars happened yeah you know like it's been building on that world that that larger universe story that bigger bigger story there's just more facets and things to learn and different people that are going to have different stories of their own and connect to other stories and yeah it's just an investment it's just it's it's how do you get people invested in in an ip and marvel's done it better than everybody at this point with the mcu um, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, another bit of, of MCU news to talk about real quick here. Uh, Gemma Chan, who played Minerva That's right. in Captain Marvel, yeah. is in talks uh, to join the cast of The Eternals, right. which is interesting to me. Um, she's not going to be playing Minerva. She's not. Well, she was blown up, so she's not being played. She's not going to play Minerva. You think she was blown up. Uh, we didn't actually see her get blown that's up. That's true. You don't see people get blown up. That's true. Her <laughs> ship was blown up. Yeah, her ship was blown up. Anyways. Uh, it'll, that's interesting. I think it, this is just them going, oh, crap, we didn't use Gemma Chan as much as we should have. <laughs> yeah, uh, that could be. She's really great, and we probably shouldn't. But that's also not the first time they've like moved a, an actor from one role to another. No, but it, they've been... Um, it would be the first time in the MCU. In the MCU, right? Um, you know, like Mahershala Ali obviously played Co- uh, Cottonmouth that's right. in uh, Luke Cage, and now he's going to be played. Yep. Um, oh, what was the other one? 
Oh no! Doesn't matter. I think there's a few. Of them, there are a couple you, of them. But they're they're mostly like TV shows. Yeah, like one was like on Agents of Shield or something. Yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. So, anyways, uh, so that's interesting news. Um, and you referenced this before, but it was confirmed that Cloak and Dagger, which are on Freeform, which I actually didn't know this, but Freeform is owned by Disney too. Disney Are owned. we owned by Disney? Disney owns. Are we all owned by Disney? I mean, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I have, I, I have, I have, I have property of Disney stitched onto my underwear. Bow so to yeah, the mouse. exactly. Yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> you're all my slaves. So, <laughs> oh god, <laughs> it's gonna haunt my dreams. Um, so uh, Cloak and Dagger are officially going to cross over with the Runaways in season three of Runaways. Cool. Very cool. Um, again, if you're familiar with those characters at all from the books, you know, the cloak and dagger has a lot to do with the runaways. So it'll be super, super fun to see those characters get together and do a thing. Um, and the last couple things I wanted to touch on here are all video game related things. Um, I'm not sure why video games end up at the end of the one shots all the time, but Um, anyways, you know, there's, there's comic book stuff to be talked about. I guess, I guess. Uh, so WB games, Montreal, who made the, um, Oh, what was it? Batman. Well, they did. Uh, they did Arkham Origins. Arkham they? Origins. Thank you. I couldn't but think of the title. They also did the expansion for um, Arkham Knight, which yes. was the Batgirl expansion or whatever. I think. Right. Yeah. They did the Batgirl expansion for that. Um, so they did Arkham Origins, and they are working on a new DC game. That's right. Uh, any games you would like to see? You know, a lot of people are like, it's very likely they could be doing another Batman game, which yeah. could be cool. I actually really enjoyed Arkham Origins. Um, you know, it wasn't like I didn't feel more fulfilled because of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like not like I felt with uh, like Arkham City, but uh, or even Arkham Asylum. But um, yeah, I mean, they obviously know what they're doing, mm-hmm. so that makes me excited. Yeah, um, I would be thrilled to see something that isn't Batman, though. Yeah, I think it's going to be a I think that's going to be the Bat Family game. Yeah. Batgirl, Robin. Team up. Yeah. Multiplayer. Nightwing. That'd be fun. That'd be pretty fun. So we'll see. Um, uh, A big piece of uh, video game news, you know, uh, it's been in the news, the regular news a lot, um, but loot boxes in games has been a very controversial subject Mm -hmm. um, over the last several years. Um, And all the big uh, video game companies, Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, and a lot of the game studios have all uh, agreed to disclose the uh, the odds of getting a particular object in a loot box. So what what this is not to be confused with loot crate. No, no loot crate. Totally different thing. <laughs> we are not sponsored by. Loot we are crate, not sponsored by loot crate. We'd be fine with having a sponsorship from loot crate. That'd be fine. I've I've had a couple of them. <laughs> mostly like mostly okay. <laughs> eh, nothing nothing to write home about. But just throwing it out just there. Throwing it out there. Um, so this is a big deal because. Um, there's been a lot of controversy around mainly kids Mm -hmm. just blowing gobs of cash to try to get items in video games via loot boxes. And this idea that, um, that the odds are really just, it's kind of like Vegas, like Vegas things where they're just the, the companies, the studios are gaming the system to bring in more actual cash, but Mm -hmm. not ever give out any of these, these items or do it once every how you know several months or whatever yeah so now the comp- then, again these are virtual items virtual they items are not games. real no they are items. not they are not they but are virtual but in a, in a in the world we live in now where things like Fortnite or whatever are so huge i mean that that kid won do you see that that kid won three million dollars in that Fortnite tournament that took place 
recently. Wow. They did the finals at Arthur Ashe Stadium where they hold the U.S. Open Tennis Tournament in New York in Flushing Meadows. He won $3 bucks. It's more money than Tiger Woods won, got for winning the Masters. So Fortnite tournaments have become the new Masters. Pretty, I mean, video game tournaments in general, whether it's League of Legends yeah. or Fortnite or... You know, you name it, yeah. whatever the big the big fighting tournaments and stuff mm-hmm. like that, all Madden and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, those things are huge, huge money being thrown around, major, major investment. Um, it's I mean, it's big time, really big time. Um, so it, it, good that the companies are going to have to disclose these odds um, so that people know what they're getting themselves into. Mm-hmm. If they choose to spend their real money sure. on these virtual items. That's fair. Yep. <clears throat> and then the last thing I wanted to talk about is a. Uh, Uh, So Rockstar Games, uh, makers of the Grand Theft Auto series, um, they had a very big uh, couple of quarters, I believe, or maybe last quarter or whatever, um, thanks to the uh, online Grand Theft Auto game that they put out. Um, And in in a move from there, they're making their entire QA staff full-time employees. And the reason reason that's big news is because... um, Generally speaking, in the video game industry, the QA staff, a lot of your just general testers and stuff like that, they're seasonal, mm. um, which means they don't get benefits. They don't get PTO, things like that. Where a lot of times they're like interns or like uh, people who sign up to do it for free. Yeah. Yes. Um, or like early access or something. Right. Right. But so so it's a it's a it's a very it's a very good thing for Rockstar to do to make these people full-time employees. And, and like I said, give them benefits and, and all the, the things that go along with having a full-time job. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a nice step forward. You know, there's a big, there was big, if you watched, uh, I think it was last week's episode of, uh, Hassan Minaj's show, uh, on Netflix, Listening uh, Patriot, on. Patriot, Act. Oh, that's right. Patriot Act. He talks, he, he did a big, he did a big, uh, piece on crunch in the video game industry. And if you're not familiar, crunch in the video game industry is, you know, as it, as a game is, getting close to release, like running up on its release date because they don't move release dates for video games very often. They, it's an industry standard thing basically where these people are working 60, 70, 80 hours in a week. I mean, they're, they're crunch time killing themselves to, to get these games out. Mm -hmm. And, and then the trend has been that these, these people are being fired as soon as the game comes out. They're all being laid off as soon all as the, the game. The QA team, yeah, all, the QA team. Like, we don't need you anymore. Even the, the develop, even the development teams and stuff like that. Even yeah. those level of, of people are just being burned and thrown out. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so there's a big move within the video game industry to unionize. Cool. So the cynical side of me sees this move from Rockstar as a way to. Uh, prevent union yeah to dissuade their employees from uni- unionizing it's like oh we're gonna dangle the carrot in front of you here right. we're, gonna, we're gonna make you full time wouldn't you like a real job yeah rather p- than a union yeah job? please don't be a, please don't go be you know part of a union yeah. a video game workers that kind of thing Why so be in a union when you can be in a union with us yeah um so it'll be it'll be interesting this is a very interesting thing to watch um and it's an interesting thing for a, a lot of reasons you know labor issues obviously but then like i just like i was saying about the Fortnite tournament and all those kind of things this is a huge, huge industry money-wise. It's crazy how big it is. It's absolutely nuts. I mean, it's, you know, you made a joke about uh, the the Tropic Thunder thing in the, the porn industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, porn and video games is kind of oh, like, yeah. it's like these two things that 
these two things that like I really I'll, don't want to say they go hand in hand. They don't go hand in hand, but <laughs> but but at the same time, the that you but can you know where those hands have been. Oh, <laughs> so ew! I get it always up. It was right there. You're dangling the carrot. But there, those are two industries that um, a lot of stuffy adults mm-hmm. in the world yep. look at and kind of um, turn their noses up at. Right. Right. Without giving credit to the fact that those two industries are enormous. Super. Enormous super industries big. that make billions and billions and billions of dollars. Rich. So... Um, yeah, it, 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 they're not things that can just be overlooked. But the other side of that is real people are involved in both of those industries and they That's deserve right. to have That's employee true. protections and they deserve to have rights and benefits and all those sorts of things. So, yep. so um, they are real people. They are absolutely real people. So uh, a piece of news that is worth watching for sure. The, it'd, be, the, uh, it'd be fun to see how that unfolds. Yeah. Why would you? <laughs> Why would you? Damn it. Uh, all right right, okay so that was it for our one shots um and we are going to move on to our giant size topic of the week um and i i referenced earlier in the show that we were going to talk a lot of dc on this show and here is where we are going to do it um we spent a lot of time the last few episodes talking nothing but marvel so i wanted to i wanted to shift gears here we've had a couple people actually say to us that oh we they kind of wish we'd do a little bit more more dc stuff a little bit more dc coverage um so I just want to play with this a little bit. It's it's kind of a loose topic, but I want to get your thoughts on how you would reboot the DC cinematic universe. And what I mean is what characters would you, would you lead with? What kinds of stories would you lead with? Um, if you have, you don't have to have them, but if you have specific directors or specific actors in mind that you'd like to see involved, I want to, I want to know about those too. But I, I think we can all agree that the, the DC movies are a cluster. Mm-hmm. They're a total cluster. There are some high points. There's your Wonder Woman's, you know, and there are your absolute dead low points. Your Batman v Superman's, I mean, that kind sure. of thing. What what would you do to try to get them up to snuff so that they can at least compete with the MCU? So the first thing they have to do is scrap everything, right? We're Agreed. talking hypothetically if they just kind of wipe the yeah. slate clean. Let's just say, yeah, for for argument's sake, let's just say that. Warner Brothers DC came out and said, had a big press conference and said, okay, guys, here's, here's what we're going to do. All these DC movies that might have been in, in various stages of production are no longer in, in various stages of production. We're wiping the slate clean. We're going to start with this person in, you know, and or these people, and we're going to start over. Everything you knew is gone, and this is DC year one. We're starting right now. Um, so first off, I would not do anything related to superman or batman interesting i would start off with something like green lantern interesting that establishes the larger universe early on okay but also how it's connected to earth okay so you have your hal jordan as kind of the iron man of the dc universe right but then you also have like other characters that are in the lantern core right you've got kilowog and and other characters that you can kind of have connect into other movies or have into like future green lantern movies would you do uh like john stewart and guy gardner oh yeah definitely okay yeah absolutely yeah and um uh ion and sure kyle rayner yeah yeah absolutely like i think 
it's the thing is like that's one of the great advantages that the DC universe has is its sheer like scale like the the number of characters but also like variations of those characters i mean mm-hmm. the mcu has a lot of that too sure but one thing that they they haven't really done i guess at least not yet you know we like kind of saw saw to a degree in the mcu with like the nova core in guardians one yeah a little bit how there's like all these kind of bigger forces out in the universe that are also doing superhero things you know and like Captain Marvel's doing that too, but we never actually see them doing it yet. Like Guardians is really the only taste that we get of heroes outside of the Earth that are doing hero things, okay. right? So my my thinking is that if DC could take that larger universe idea, that, that concept of like we have a, a universe or a galaxy or whatever full of villains and heroes and they're all interacting, but they also connect with all these characters that are on earth then they could do a really good job of building a larger kind of like uh an event right that's gonna fall that's gonna flow through that you know so like mcu so far they've done everything's been pretty much earth-based other than guardians and i guess well i mean captain marvel was on earth but yeah it's and uh ragnarok ragnarok right so yeah, Thor. Mm-hmm. Thor happens to be some of those outside things too. <laughs> but I think having it established early on that there's this bigger picture and that Earth is connected to it, but it's like a part of that, mm-hmm. but not maybe necessarily like focusing on all of those big characters on Earth right away, mm-hmm. then you could get to it later. And another thing would be to maybe establish Batman and Superman like towards the middle or even towards the end of like that first phase of movies um and maybe not even tell the origin story that's involved with them um no i I i'd agree with you there i think the the origin stories of uh batman and superman do not need to be told again in the same way that the origin stories of um uh the origin story of excuse me uh lost my train of thought there of spider-man didn't need to be told again. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things we know. We've seen it. You don't need to tell us again. He comes in six months after he's gotten his powers. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. So do you do you, would you worry about because I guess the same worries happened when Iron Man came out. But would you worry about um, the general public looking at a Green Lantern thing and both thinking of Ryan Reynolds, obviously, and how terrible that particular movie was? <laughs> yep. Um, and not accepting that kind of a thing. Like, how would you, how would you go about selling that to, to, uh, you know, the sort of general public as this is a good, this is a good entry point into this. This is mm-hmm. how we're going to start this off. I guess part of it would be to play more on the like air force aspect of Hal Jordan's character, like his history with the air force. I mean, he's a pilot. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Like you could kind of equate that to like Captain Marvel and how they did Captain Marvel in a way, but she happened so much later on. And in this case, it would be like right out front and something that could maybe bring people maybe behind it to like rally for him easier. Okay. Um, at least in the U S I don't know if that would be the same on a global scale. Yeah. It might not play overseas. Right. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess part of it is that it would kind of make it so 
so big the idea of having like superman as a character wouldn't be that like oh well of course he can do anything sure you know so for me if i was going to start if i was going to take your your start and go with green lantern to start with i think i would do john stewart okay i think john stewart would be the 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 right choice to both make people kind of forget the first green lantern movie to a certain extent and just as a way to differentiate it from that um and i think he's a more um i think he's a more compelling character overall plus there's a there's that group of there's that large group of people who grew up with john stewart as their only green lantern the kids who were around who watched the justice league unlimited shows and mm-hmm. stuff oh sure they didn't have a hal jordan in those shows right. it was right. just it you know it was just john stewart so um yeah, I, I I like the idea. I I especially like the idea of going going sort of um, universe building first. You sort of establish this larger cosmic thing, so that so that the rest of your stories can kind of be brought down to earth to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do kind of like that. I do like that. Any thoughts on actors or actresses who would play Hal Jordan or John Stewart? I was looking through um, Screen Rant has a whole bunch of like okay. you know fan castings or whatever, and Idris Elba as of course as uh, John Stewart would be pretty cool. Yeah, I would say uh, Michael B. Jordan. Oh sure, like a young, uh, a young Green Lantern. Yeah, I think that'd be John really, Stewart, I think it'd be John really, really cool. Would be cool. Yeah. Um, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So my I'm gonna I'm going to admittedly cheat. A little bit here, just a little bit, what? not a lot, but just a little bit. That's like a villain move. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's very Lex Luthor of me. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, so I'm going to cheat a tiny, tiny bit. So the, what I would do is, I would have uh, Ava DuVernay, who's like I said, is doing New Gods, be the Kevin Feige of the DC. That's smart. Universe. Have, have have the shepherd there. The yeah. Person to- Mostly, and, and it's mostly for this reason. One, she she has a production company, so she has experience producing other things for other people, mm-hmm. working with directors, working with actors, all that kind of stuff. That's the, but the biggest thing is that, like I mentioned before, her visual style. Yeah. If 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 I'm looking at the DC stuff and I'm looking for ways to set it apart from Marvel movies and set it apart from all the other DC things that came before it. Mm-hmm is I'm going to lean in. I want to lean in on the, the technicolor aspect of DC. DC's always been known for, and it, it goes along with the, with the lanterns and the lantern core and all the various colors and stuff like that. DC is known for being like way over the top. Um, you know, almost like everything is like Ragnarok was from a color palette point of view, just bright, you know, gods among men kind of, really bright over the top stuff. Now, yes, they've, they've, they've kind of done a lot of dark things too. They've, they've done the, the dark Knight returns and they've done the, you know, those sorts of things, Mm -hmm. but I would go the opposite direction instead of trying to ground everything so heavily, make it super dark. Yeah. Yeah. And make it, yeah. Overly dark. I would be trying to lean into this sort of, um, uh, pulpy, almost pulpy sort of very superhero centric kind of thing. Um, and I would start with, I would start with a, the Holy Trilogy, the Holy, the, the Holy Trinity movie. Oh. 
I I would Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Yes, I wouldn't do a solo Superman or a solo Batman or a solo Wonder Woman to start with. You I would, would have st- all three of them. I would have all three of them. So kind of like Batman versus Superman. A little bit, but without having but, but good. Yeah, <laughs> yes. So you sort of get like a multi-track movie where they're coming together, not okay. fighting one another, but coming together, maybe knowing of each other to a certain extent, but but not. Um, not like it was in Batman Superman where Batman was skeptical of Superman. I mean, Batman should be skeptical of everything all the time. It's just part of his character. Yep. But more of a situation. He's always got a plan. Yeah, but more of a situation where you see the three of them kind of beyond their origin stories and sort of at the height of their of their powers. Um, but in a, you know, we're coming together to fight this larger threat. And so what I would do is, if Ava DuVernay was running things, the only movie I would leave is her New Gods movie. So New Gods essentially becomes the genesis of the DCEU. Okay. Where whatever happens in that movie, whatever crazy space things happen in that movie, fall out. And and you wind up with maybe Darkseid coming to Earth in the first 20 minutes of this movie, right? Whoa, okay. <clears throat> I like that. That sounds like out of left field. Yeah, so like just, you know, uh, you establish through cutscenes or however you want it that... Batman is fighting crime and Superman mm-hmm. is fighting crime and sure. that Wonder Woman is fighting crime. And suddenly there's this threat that n- none of them can handle on their own mm-hmm. early on. So yeah. it drives them together and they decide we have to, we can't do this on our own. Right. Like we've held each other at arm's length for a really long time. Now mm-hmm. we need to, we need to be, that's interesting. We need to be united on this. I like that d- idea. It's, it's definitely like an Avengers in reverse, but like justice league. It is. It is. And the only reason I would want to do it that way is because for some of the reasons you talked about is we've had enough solo Superman, solo Batman things, especially solo Batman oh things. God. We've had so many of them that to try to sell the general public on a solo film of one of those characters right now. We've had enough non solo Batman things. It's true. That's how much Batman things we it's have. It's true. And and don't get me wrong, <laughs> I'm excited for the Robert Pattinson thing. I'm excited for the Batman. So far I'm still pumped, yeah. Yeah. So so, so I think there's still a market for that. People would still be excited to see it. Oh yeah. But if this is just me starting this universe, mm-hmm. this is how I would kick this thing off. And I would have it be um I think we talked about this before. I'd have it be Matt Bomer. Yeah. Um, from oh, what the hell is he in? Um, suits is it Suits on USA? God damn it! Yes. Oh no, he's in. Um, is he in Suits? He's he's that, and he's also in Blue Collar. Blue Collar. That's what I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. So Matt Bomer as Superman. Oh. I would actually keep Robert Pattinson as Batman. Okay. Um, in That's my good. in my mind, maybe maybe Matt Reeves' movie gets scrapped. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, I really, I just really have glommed on to the Robert Pattinson thing, as as, fair. as Batman. Yeah. And then my especially w- we're establishing them as like kind of on the younger side. Yeah. Like maybe still kind of fresh. Yep. So my Wonder Woman would be Elodie Young, who played Elektra in the Netflix Daredevil series. Oh, yeah. She'd be my Wonder Woman. Cool. I could see that. That'd be pretty awesome. I, I, I did at home. I was looking at sets of actors, just yeah. like faces, putting them up and putting them next to one another and going, you what looks right. You weren't like, 
using Microsoft Paint to cut their heads off and like, <laughs> no. put them on the comic book bodies. No, I was not. I just sort of looking at that's them. That's what like literally all of these other like fan casting, mm-hmm. a, lot, a yeah. lot of them are. I just, mean, some people do go through the painstaking process of like... Good Photoshop. <laughs> doing original art and yeah. things like that. But uh, it's really funny just to see a lot of the like cut and paste stuff. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so one of the things I would do, and, and I'm glad you brought up the, the Green Lantern thing, is as... You know, because it wouldn't just this movie wouldn't just end with the three of them defeating Darkseid, right? They might drive him back for the time. You know, they might. They do the entire universe in one movie. Just I one like movie, it. yeah. That's it. They <laughs> so, check. So they might they might drive him back, but what what this would do is you start with an Earth based Earth based thing, and you know, say Darkseid has to flee into the galaxy. Well, the fallout from that is that he is running roughshod his his armies are running roughshod over other planets in the galaxy which introduces you in subsequent movies to the green lantern corps and other characters other space-based characters and stuff like that to have to deal with you know these these three superheroes on earth um having kind of um i wouldn't say awakened but kind of driven this this large evil mm-hmm. out into the the galaxy at large mm-hmm. and so you sort of start earthbound and you sort of explode it out into the universe and then you start to get these other things going on kind of kicks it off in the in the same regard that like iron man and thor kind of did yeah. for the mcu where it's like people didn't really know they existed then these kind of big events happen with each of them and then it was kind of like oh yeah people have been talking and then suddenly the attack on new york right mm-hmm. and then it's the avengers you know time to uh, shine yep. basically but exactly yeah i could see that i like that idea of working kind of almost backwards but at the same time like esta- it's it's that that idea of establishing like the larger universe that they have mm-hmm. um early on and then you can just kind of like throw in any of the characters that you really want in between i also really like the idea and i'm still like pretty excited for this movie but the uh like the black adam and hawkman connection yeah um super cool the the stuff as it plays out through like historical events right or or histor- different eras in in history yeah i think that's another thing that they could play with um but also in in a lot of ways i think that they need to kind of grab onto the like timelessness of the dc universe yeah you know, one of the things that people always like praise uh like batman the animated series for and and superman at the same time is like it's really uh, an it's it's really it's its own time period. Like there, it, it isn't set in one specific era, right? Um, you know, it's like they always say, like Batman, it, you know, has a supercomputer and you know high tech everything, but Bruce Wayne drives a Bentley, yeah, you know, like a 1930s Bentley. Yep, you know, and there's like all these different things that go along with that visually, and I think you kind of get it in the Tim Burton movies a little bit. Yes, oh, definitely, um, yeah, you know, definitely. Just, I mean, the, the sense that Gotham is, like, really embracing, you know, these kind of old, like, 1930s, um, like, pre-World War II era stuff. Yeah. Um, culture. But at the same time, it's got all this other stuff going on underground, and there's, yeah. you know, high-tech whatever everywhere. Yeah. Where do you get all those wonderful toys? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, they could just, uh, you know, do a CG young Jack Nicholson over whoever ends up playing Joker next. Yeah. They just have Joaquin Phoenix walk in, but he does all the mocap and 
Jack Nicholson's face is superimposed yeah. over his. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and 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 it, it, I I full I freely I admit get a load of me. <laughs> I freely admit that my idea sort of it it flies in the face of some of the things that I've said about um, the mistakes that they've already made. DC's already made trying to go big first and then bring it back down, trying to do Justice League right up top or close to right up top and then bring it back down to individual movies because it seemed like it worked a lot better for Marvel to start with individual characters and then bring them together, that kind of thing. But this is a very special case with these three particular characters where other than Wonder Woman, who since she's only had one movie, but people know those characters so much that I can't see one of two things. One, I can't see restarting the DCEU without Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. It just doesn't work for me, work for my brain. Okay. But then two, you can't then just do a Superman movie, a Batman movie, and then a Wonder Woman movie because people have seen that yep. over and over again. It's been done. So, you know, establishing them and then making it a situation where they realize having come together and having fended off this big threat that they then need to start putting together a Justice League. You know, and so it then you get your solo movies, you get your Flash movie, you get your Aquaman movie, you get your Green Lantern movie. Obviously, um, it seems like that's what they were kind of trying to do, kind of, but they were doing they were doing it more in reverse, right? Like they were following the same kind of formula that well, they always followed. Yeah, well, and they they introduced they introduced you know um, the non Batman Superman Wonder Woman characters in a way that was not a showcase for them. Mm. It was a team movie. I guess they put Barry Allen in Batman Superman. Just for that brief moment. Just for that brief. No. Yeah. Was it Batman Superman? No. Batman versus Superman. He shows up for like a minute. Yes. So it's like, you know, a time blip or whatever him through the, the flash force or whatever. Right. Right. So, um, you know, and then they did that thing. They did that little tag at the end with the little video clips of um, Flash running around or Aquaman. No, that was in Wonder Woman. They did it in Wonder Woman. They oh, had that little, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the little video clips yes. of like Aquaman swimming up to a camera. Yeah, you know, th- silly things like that. I'm talking about doing like full on movies that don't involve Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman at, at all for these other characters. And then, you know, maybe a, a, the post credit scenes are you know Batman at his computer going. You know, we need to. We need to talk to Arthur Curry, you know, that kind of thing. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly how that would necessarily work. I think it would also be interesting to see it kind of like shift even further. Like what if, and hear me out, what if they did that same kind of formula of like starting with the Trinity, but it wasn't those characters as we know them or Mm. as as we would expect them. Like it's, maybe it's Terry McGinnis as Batman and it happens to be during that era of, the DC or something like that. Kind of like what they did with Ant-Man where, you know, they had old Hank Pym come in and they introduced Scott Lang as Ant-Man kind of right away. And they have like flashbacks to old, old Ant-Man stuff, Mm -hmm. but we're really focusing on the current story, which is with the, like the new, in this case, it would be the new Batman. I can see it. Um, And then you could have like throwback stuff, you know, either like in their own movies or you could have, a good Gotham, like a good show that yeah. was about Batman's origin and not about all of Batman's villains and how they just magically appear wherever people say Batman or something. Yeah. I, I could definitely see that. I could definitely see them 
going that route where you get like yeah Terry McGinnis say Terry McGinnis Supergirl and Wonder Girl yeah you know sure just you know future versions or or other versions of not the same characters or but boy. or Superboy or yeah anything like that I could definitely see Super it Dog I think we should have an entire series oh yeah with just a- about the super pets with Ace the Bat Hound yeah. absolutely one hundred percent um okay interesting I think for me the the biggest things are having a Kevin Feige person in place to guide the visual style to guide the the tone of the of the things and so however you would want to do it from there introduce characters from there I think the biggest thing is you know they they did try it they did try to have Zack Snyder be that guy but Zack Snyder's not that guy no so so in my in my world I'd want Ava DuVernay to be that person we are the world. <laughs> we are the children. I'm swaying back and forth. We are the world. So make a better day. So let's try DC. That was that's that, the best riff I could get. That's amazing. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> um, would you have after credit scenes? Of course. They've just become a part of. They've just Comic become a, a part of these kind of movies. Yeah, I, I can't. What other kinds of like things could they incorporate though? That would be kind of comic booky, other than like you know word bubbles. Yeah, <laughs> like the pow, like the night without becoming the nineteen sixty six Batman. Not like there's anything wrong with. There is nothing wrong with that. Oh, there's it's a time and a place. And speaking of which, Batman. speaking of which, another thing that they're doing on that CW. Oh, I remember. Yes, they're yes, casting yes, Burt Ward, Ward, the original, the original Robin. Wonder. From the well, 1966 yes, uh, Batman show, I don't know if he's going to play Robin or not. They haven't talked about who. I guess he's, they haven't mentioned yet. They haven't mentioned what he's going to do. He's but gonna be in it, Burt Ward is going to be on that That's show. Pretty awesome. It's pretty cool. I mean, I'm sure they would have gotten him and Adam West to like show up. Yeah. If they if they had the ability, but uh, they could do a CG version of Adam West. Oh no! Nah, sure yeah. Allow it, but no, probably not. They're not Disney powerful. No. Um, so anyways, uh, what other things would, the, would I, would you incorporate from like a, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> be really funny to have, it'd be really funny to have a narrator guy. Mm. Meanwhile, at yeah. the hall of justice, Meanwhile, at the Legion of doom. Yeah. Um, that would just probably be maybe a little bit too much probably. That'd be pretty good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I could like that. Yeah. I mean, having a narration of any kind is really like, they haven't really done that. No. So, I mean, Jessica Jones kind of did it a little bit, um, mm. but it didn't really feel like it fit anywhere because no. it's so random. Yeah. But. I didn't mind it, but yeah. There's, but there's, I could see like parts of that being kind of interesting. Uh, I don't know. I guess I don't know where else they'd be able to put that in. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the. Um, Without making it sound too much like, you know, Sandlot or Wonder Years. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Those were the best years of my life. The <laughs> Batman. What? Huh? Is that you, Bruce? Um, yeah. You know, the post credit thing just works so well because if you, you know, if you read comic books at all, the one of the best, one of the things that I always look forward to in comic books is you read through a, you read through a story, you get to the next to last page, you turn the page and that very last page is setting up the next either part of that story or the next storyline, you know, it's like, concluded. it's like, Oh, our heroes triumph were triumphant and everything worked out great. Or so we, thought. yeah. And the next page is a, a splash panel of a hand coming of a, coming out of a grave or something. Yeah. You know what Boom, I mean? Tesseract. Like, 
Exactly. So (laughs) really, I mean, really. So Marvel ingeniously brought that into the the comic book. It made it a part of comic book movie trope. And um, I I think you do. I mean, DC, I mean, all comics lends itself to it, but DC especially lends itself to that kind of thing. So it'd be pretty cool. I could see them keeping that tradition alive for sure. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, that was a good discussion. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think there are ways to do this DC thing that don't suck. Now we now we don't have to talk about DC ever again, right? Ever again. Ever again. This is ever, it. This that is was it. it. That was it. I hope everyone enjoyed it All because right. we're never speaking of it. it again. No, we'll talk about it again soon. But <laughs> Probably the next episode. Yeah. We'll it's <laughs> very likely the next episode. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Anything could happen there, between now be and then. news coming out. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that has been episode 21 of the Hell Energy podcast. Um, I thought we did very well. Yeah. We had a killer we, we had a killer beer. Yes, oh my god. I would happily drink like 10 more of those. They were <laughs> so good. So if you get a chance, get out there if you're a beer drinker, if you like coconut. Yeah. Just just give this junkyard beer a try. It's yeah. so good. Find it definitely. Really really good. Um right. So uh, I have been Adam. That has been Andy. Um, we are going to have some pizza. Yes. And uh, <laughs> and until next time. Fun. Until next time. Stay hell and If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe, like, and follow us on Instagram at Hell and Nerdy Podcast. Can't, can't help it. You get the T-shirt. <laughs>